Welcome back to Through Our Lens. This is episode seven, which is so hard to believe we are already at episode seven. I am Rebecca Burry, a digital teaching and learning coach in Iredale Statesville Schools and an official doctoral candidate at Appalachian State, along with Kimberly Nava Eggett. I'm also a digital lead teacher, but in Asheville City Schools. Um, and we're excited to catch up because it's been a minute since we've recorded. Uh, Rebecca and I were just talking about our day jobs and how it's been a little bananas starting the school year. And we have those. So we wanted to make sure that we address, like, we do have other things we do during the day, although we aspire to be scholars that sip tea and drink coffee all day and talk about our research, but we have those day jobs that pay the bills. Um, You know, we both are at the beginning of a school year and as part of the tech departments that, you know, we're involved in that includes devices, troubleshooting, you know, how to use this technology. Why is this not working? Why is the Wi-Fi slow? Is this plugged in? All those things. Um, And not to mention, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. So, We have lots of things that we tackle during the day, but we're still doing our work with App State. Mm -hmm. We also both happen to be working in university coursework. I'm working with pre-service teachers at UNC Asheville for a social studies course. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rebecca, who are you working with? And I'm working with App State in their master's program there. educational media tech program. So, you know, I think we should sum it up with, we do not sleep. We are now vampires that that do not sleep, but. Well, I should say that I definitely sleep because I I just uh, don't get to do fun things anymore. That's really what it comes down to. That is very true. That is very true. I have this slight addiction to Red Bull, which I'm still looking for a Red Bull sponsorship, because, <laughs> which is totally a joke. I'm de- I have limited it to two Red Bulls a week, but I'll tell you, it gives you the boost that you need. But yeah, I, I do eventually sleep. It's just, I just want to do all the, all of it at one time. So, well, and I think you and I have had this conversation of we've been presented with opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep the door open for those opportunities. We don't know exactly what having a doctorate is going to lead to for us, but we've right. talked about both wanting to work in higher ed one day. I mean, I like my gig right now. I really like what I get to do. My kids go to the same school I work at. It's I work with a phenomenal staff and leadership team that it's hard to think of anywhere else, but I also want to make sure that if someone's interested in having me teach mm-hmm. at a university level, then as crazy it is, as it is to do it right now, it seems like it's an opportunity. And so that's why we are kind of inundated with a lot of things right now. I just you know, I keep looking towards those benchmarks of breaks, like this weekend's going to be super great because it's going to be a three day weekend where we can get a little bit of a break to rejuvenate and keep running is what it feels like. To breathe. And, 
you know, and even though, like you said, you want to keep that door open and it also gives us like a sneak peek into, is this something we're interested in to come? And, you know, I have found that, you know, at the end of teaching a class or meeting with a student when you should feel like exhausted from the day, it's kind of energizing because it's not only us reaching students, it's now spreading to assisting teachers to be better at their craft and you know using all the leadership things that we've been you know part of our continuing education so it's kind of you know it kind of rejuvenates you like oh wow this is like sharing our knowledge and our field experience with someone else and you know like you said like we have a fun gig right now but you know, you always want to have a career path, a career plan, and make sure that you're networking and leaving those doors open. So, you know, you don't stunt your own growth um, yeah. in your career. Yeah, because who knows if higher ed is where we want to be, right? But this gives us an opportunity to really explore, is this an option or how can I get better at it? Um, yeah, my yeah. Dad, as my dad would say, we're just kicking the tires. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are a couple of busy bees right now, it feels like. Um, So that's why we've taken a little bit of a breather on this podcast, because we were just trying to get through the first couple weeks of school. (laughs) Yes. It's hard to like remember what it was like to have so many students in a building at once and what Mm -hmm. dismissal even looks like. And Oh, yes. Yes. It's been, it's been exhausting, but it's also been really great to see children with teachers. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's, that's our last few weeks journey. Yeah. And then we, we had to take a little bit of a break from our IRB process. So I think, I think where we left off last time is we had approval of our perspectives from our Mm -hmm. committee we had approval from the graduate school, sort of. Um, there was this little thing that we had to do called an IRB, which I'm trying to remember the acronyms IRB. Internal? I don't know, let's not try. Internal Review Board, I think. We did take a test on this and pass, by the way. Um, <laughs> but part of it is, you know, you have to present what you're going to study, who you're gonna study, how you're gonna study them, in a detailed format um, and it's, it is reviewed by a board of members and that was our final um, cherry on top for our prospectus. It had to be approved so we could go forward with um, the dissertation part. So um, I would have to say, now I was patting ourselves on the back, but Kimberly and I did like a really quick turnaround of making sure that we took our prospectus and made it you know, fit the IRB process. And we had to list out interview questions. We had to list out what is our survey going to look like? How is it going to ask our questions, our research questions? I mean, Mm -hmm. it was in depth. Um, But we played a little ping pong with IRB. And I'm going to let Kimberly tell you about our little ping pong game we played. Yeah, I think that it was a good, it, it was good that we had both practiced going through an IRB process last summer because we were interested in doing some work in our independent, um, our separate internships that we were working on um, and with our same dissertation chair. And 
he walked us through what that was like last summer. And I'm really glad that he did because I think that really set us up for not feeling so um, freaked out if it got what felt like rejected, but it was like um, probing questions. That's how yeah. we can say it, right? Like they're, they're like, no, you need to elaborate on this. Or there are some more questions like, are you gonna make sure that this recording is in a secure space or secure location? Or are you going to interview so-and-so if they're part of the survey? And it was just, I get it. I get why they go through yeah. that process. And it, it's just, and there were some parts where I was like, wow, we really didn't even think about that. That's a really valid concern. And so I'm really glad that that, and I get why that is there for sure. Um, for us, it was just a pressure of getting things done in time because again, another deadline was coming up and we needed to be able to rest, register for dissertation credits so that we can start our dissertation work. But of course you can't do that until you get approved or exempt. Um, and so it, it was some back and forth and I'm just ever so grateful that our chair was able to support us every time it got kicked back so that we can respond and we did. It was, yeah. it was good. It was a good process. It was done. And then we were able to register and now we are officially in the dissertation stage. We are, which, Ooh. you know, and like you said, it was really nice that we had that internship where we already went through because before you submit an IRB, you have to go through a training, a small training. Um, I will be full disclosure. I quickly clicked on the training when I did my internship and I trained to be a board member. Not that I ever want to do that. But then I was like, wait a minute, I would not want to be a board member. I just want to be able to turn in one. So, you know, that <laughs> the training does help if you want to do the whole training or just the training you need to. But having that experience, we already had that piece down and we already had been through the process. So we kind of knew what was expected and what to be ready for and when they you know it came back to us it wasn't so much as defeated it was like okay they're like you said probing questions or they're just guiding you of like you said you're gonna record you need to click audio recording like right, you need right. to check the box and we're like right. oh yeah we did so you know they're very thorough um but it helped having that pre-experience because mm -hmm. I think just knowing you're turning something in that has to be approved to then start your study I, I think feels more like I call it the scary woods but it's not really like it's you know I've, I've always said like I felt like certain things are like the scary woods of the fog but now I feel like I have like we have our flashlight and we know where we're going and it's not so scary but um Absolutely. but I think as far as that part is just getting over the the fear of because it's you know it is a needed process and it's a pro like you have to be very thorough um mm -hmm. but it's not as scary as I made it out to be um and maybe mm -hmm. that's just me exaggerating things but I, it's it's it wasn't bad and I was very excited when we were exempt and we are ready to start and I don't know about you, Kimberly, but when they said you're ready to start, I'm like, where do we start again? Because <laughs> yeah. we have spent, we have spent, you know, a couple months like preparing and like explaining the whole process, you know, in detail that 
at the end I'm like okay what like okay let me get back <laughs> what's yeah. step one but you know I feel like I now have an elevator speech of what I do because mm-hmm. I feel like this summer we kind of birthed the baby of the perspectives. That's what it feels like. Like yeah. we went through this process and now I have this elevator speech because people are asking me, oh, that's so great. You're working on your dissertation this fall. What is it on? I'm like, uh-huh. well, actually I'm working with a co-researcher. We're the first ones to pilot a co-dissertation. We're going to write four articles and we're going to both explore how technology can be used as a, to, as a leverage for asset-based learning in the classroom. Yeah. I feel like that kind of captures it. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think at the beginning of the summer, when we first started everything, it was this big, and you've even said it like this nebulous thing that we couldn't even like, we might hold it for a second and then just disappears. And it's like, what was it? Like, but I feel like now we're very grounded in what we know our work is going to be. So, and the time that we put in the, to the prospectus, the detail and the, the things that our committee, and I'll tell you, it's really important when you pick a committee, you want to have, you know, people on your committee that are coming at it from different angles, because the things that have been added by committee members, like, did you think about this? Did you think about that? And I love that we have one that's like on it with grammar and punctuation, like need one of those, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I think that it, it has really, uh, I would say seasoned it well that, you know, when we say this is what we're studying, like we know exactly what we're doing now. Um, and now to me, this is the fun part of we get to do it. Um, No, it's funny how you describe it as fun because I do feel a little anxious because yes, we know what we're doing. I'm doing air quotes, right? but so much depends upon like people responding to a survey. So much depends upon teachers willing to want to do a a collaborative uh, coaching work plan and build the lesson with students and go through some asset-based PD. And I have this like little little worry that people are like "Mm, I mean I'm busy yeah (laughs) you know because rightfully so they are right um and so that's what makes me feel a little nervous is that that's that type a piece of me that's like I want to know what the plan is which is you know why we have what we have deemed the sacred timeline I watched Loki this summer and so we don't want to bear you know we don't want any variance to lead us off the sacred timeline but that's gonna happen. You know, we're gonna have, life is gonna happen. Stuff is gonna come up in our methodology that we didn't maybe anticipate. Um, And so that's what, it's the, I love a good plan, but then it's also uncomfortable when plans change a little bit. Um, Yeah, and it's, it's different. It's a different switch for us because we've been in control of, like up to this point, we've been in control of, when our papers are written you know did we read our chapters did we did we engage in a class did we did we like personally do it and now it's a little out of our control because we're at the mercy of are they gonna you know is the people that we sent the survey out to gonna answer it will we have that cohort of teachers so that that part's a little scary I mean because like Kimberly said, we're probably type A plus people and not having control, 
Um, so ick. Um, but you know, doing that timeline and really hashing out what week we are working on X has been so useful because while we're collecting data this semester, this fall, we're also writing two articles because one of them is going to be our problem statement article and one of them is going to be our lit review article. And those don't depend on the methodology. So it's good to get those done while we're collecting data. And then in January, we'll hash through the methodology pieces to do a methodology article. Um, so it feels good to kind of have everything paced out, like when we're meeting with our chair, when we're recording the podcast, when we're sending out a survey. And I know there's some uh, flexibility we'll need to have with dates as things come up and happen, but it's kind of nice to see it all laid out to, so that we don't miss a piece. That's what I'm afraid of doing too, is like going to totally drop the ball on something that yeah. is going to be needed you know, months later or something. Right. And, you know, we've been used to like class, syllabus, calendar, semester, check it off, done. Class, syllabus, semester. I mean, so, you know, we, we knew for us to be successful is we needed that sacred timeline. And we went, we kept the end in mind. We went from the end date of we have to defend on this week, this date, like this week somewhere backwards because we have our ambitious goal of graduating, um, being done, finished in the spring of next year. But we're going to be class of 22 no matter what. If it's the spring or it's the fall, we're class of 22. Um, but our goal was ambitious and we knew that. So we need to pace it backwards. But I think it's a huge recommendation for people that are doing this work to have something like that because it's very easy to, to know, oh, I don't have to meet on class every Wednesday at mm -hmm. a certain time. So I'll just take this week off and then I'll just pick back up next week. And then, well, this week's busy too. I'll take this week off and pick back up. But because we have those dates and because we have our podcast meetings and we have our meetings with, you know, our chair, when we show up, we have certain things that we need to do when we show up to the table. And that helps, you know, keep us on that timeline. Um, because I think it would be so easy just to fade off into the sunset and be like, oh my gosh, it's January. I got to get rolling. Like, absolutely. Yeah, because life happens. And, you know, it, this is the kind of work that you do not have time for. You have to make time for. And and that that's another reason I'm very thankful that we're doing a co-dissertation because I have more, like, not it's not pressure, but I expect a lot of myself when we show up to certain meetings, like, I'm going to do it because I'm not going to let myself down or Kimberly down. Like, I'm going to make sure that I do, like, I do my part, and, you know, and that helps, and I, I have somebody to talk through things with, like, like, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that, and I think if we were doing it on our own, even though we're friends, and we probably would talk about it, we wouldn't have, like, scheduled times to talk about it, or talk through it, so it'd be, I feel like it'd be a little lonely, so if I had to have a partner in crime. Absolutely, I mean, that's what we've heard before is that 
it's isolating work. And so giving yourself, knowing that, and if you're not working with someone to create an accountability buddy that maybe it is a weekly check-in. We've heard stories of folks that have a weekly check-in just to write and that they're talks in the zoom link they're just all there to be (laughs) accountable to each other it makes me think about my partner and I during the pandemic started picking up running and working out because we couldn't go to the gym anymore and there are days I did not want to go run but he was interested in running and I didn't want to let him down vice versa and so having that whether it's doing crunches or writing articles having an accountability buddy is super important. So um, it helped us during our QE process too, which I know we've mentioned before, but checking in with some of those folks in your cohort is going to be really important because it could be, I could see it being an overwhelming or um, isolating thing that leads to people not finishing. They could finish all their coursework and not actually get to finish their dissertation. So yeah. Yeah, and wisdom to share. Yeah, and that's definitely where we don't want to go. And as far as our timeline is a little bit different than other people in our cohort because um, our concentration piece was a certificate, a technology leadership certificate, and theirs was part of an ED. Let's see, EDS. EDS degree. Sorry, I get lost in the letters, but EDS degree. So our timeline started, ours started in 2018 and you have seven years. Um, You don't, shouldn't need seven years, but you have seven years. So, um, you know, there's things in life that come up or can come up and it could take longer. So it's one of those things where you just don't want to just drift off. Like you, you know, I don't want anybody in our cohort um, to finish all but dissertation because it's a lot of work and you know you want to reach that end part right absolutely um your dog has a lot to say about that tonight yes he's very vocal he feels the same way so he's he's encouraging people to finish finish their work um so that's pretty much where we're where we're at we're starting to collect some Data starting this week, we sent out a survey and it's a perception survey on what people's perception is of our coaching roles, not us specifically, but just in general, the role itself and then how that role um, helps or maybe hinders the development of representation in STEM. Also asset-based learning is tossed in there and we'll see, we'll see what we get. And so we're looking forward to um, seeing what the data says about our jobs and the messaging around our jobs. I think that's a crucial crucial piece. That's something that I feel is a battle in my day-to-day. And so getting that bit of data is important for our, our respective districts to see and the program of that creates these instructional technology facilitators. Mm-hmm. Like what is the messaging that they're supporting and putting out there? Um, and I have oh, to yeah. give I have to give a little plug for App State because I'll tell you I think it's really cool that the work that we do for App State and for our degree 
yes, it fits the role of like the project or the dissertation in part, but it also, you know, of course, at the end of this, we'll have doctor in front of our names, but it, it also like goes out into our districts and, and, you know, kind of tweaks the role that we do and like making it a, like better. So it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like everybody benefits from it. And I really like that, that it's not like, well, you have to do this separate from this, that is integrated in. And I have felt from the master's program all the way through. And, you know, I was, I did not do my undergrad at app, but it, you know, from the master's program at app all the way through this, I felt like that was a common theme of, mm-hmm. you know, we want you to be a better practitioner and better at what you do in the field. And, you know, we're building you for that. So it's really encouraging that the things that we're doing for our dissertation, yes, is part of what we need to do to finish. And, and, you know, we're working on the articles, which are going to be, you know, really beneficial for us to have in our repertoire that we have written articles and then send them off to be published. But also it's going to benefit where we work. Um, and the people we work with of how, how can our roles, how can we be better at what we do and for our students? Yeah. And that's something that was a goal of ours starting all of this is like, I don't want to just do something that's theoretical. Yes. Yes. We will use a theoretical framework because obviously that's like how you need to frame what you're working on. But I feel like sometimes there's a, maybe jaded is the word, I don't know. Like, I feel like there is a disconnect that teachers have when they look at academic or academia and they're like, yeah, but that has nothing to do with my 20 kids I have right in front of me. Exactly. And I, and I'm, you know, honestly, that's how I had felt before whenever I'm in the classroom, like, yeah, but tell me what this looks like for me right now and yeah. help this kid. And I think that's the thing that we, we are working from too is how can we make the work that we're doing meaningful and something that can be a a teacher educator a coach a director can relate to and see um, and hopefully help shift practice um yes nobody wants to just do busy work that's not what we're here for so (laughs) um So next time, we're excited. We're going to start having folks from our committees join us and share with us a bit about their journey. I would love to hear more about like their day-to-day and what led them to even seek their own doctorate degree and what led them to be on our committee. I know, like probe them of why did you even say yes to us? Because they weren't just saying yes to our interest of research. They were also saying yes to something different. And, you know, being a co-dissertation, it's, it's different and, you know, it's, it's changing. So, you know, a lot of times there's not a whole lot that changes when you come to thesis or dissertation work. It's, that's not how we've always done it because it's, um, I don't even know what the words to use. Um, it's just a particular, you know, thing that's, that's always one person. Um, because even, even when we had to fill out, um, for the grad school, 
they really didn't know what to do with us because they were like, we can't put two names on this. What do we do? We have to do two forms. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you are finished with your dissertation, your dissertation gets bound and we still don't have the answer of, well, what do you do? Do you bind it together and put two names on it? Or what do you do? Um, So there's a lot of those questions that you have to like work through. So they were also saying yes to that. So, um, you know, I think it'd be really neat to ask them like, so why did you want to jump on our, our crazy research train? But yep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I am really grateful for every one of those folks that are on our committee. I really appreciate all their lenses. And so I think it'll be really great to hear hear more from them and get to know them a little bit better. It just will happen to be recorded (laughs) for everyone to hear. (laughs) You know, it's just a casual conversation that we just happen to hit record. So, you know, no worries. (laughs) No worries. No worries. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week. We look forward to uh, more, uh, hopefully every other week, check-ins to see how this is going. So So we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,